With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Kerry Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. From the Berkshires to the sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 83, Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker. What a great postseason edition of Inside the Park we have lined up for you. We have former Major League second baseman and current MLB Network host, Harold Reynolds. He'll stop by, break down some of the playoffs and the big game five against the Dodgers and the Giants. That and much more. Let's go. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. Of course, it should come down to a fifth and deciding game. The Dodgers at the Giants at Oracle, of course, in San Francisco. Uh, The Giants won 107 regular season games. The Dodgers won 106. We figured this is the way it would play out, and this is a great October baseball on a big stage. Two rivals who had never met each other in a postseason series until now, so this is going to be great. I'm looking forward to Thursday's game. I'll be on the edge of my seat, but uh, it's only fitting that we have this series come down to a winner-take-all ball game. Number two. Astros shortstop Carlos Correa was not happy when, of course, uh, one of the White Sox pitchers suggested that the uh, Astros may be stealing signs again during games they played at uh, Minute Maid Park. And I, I get it, like, why the players and Correa was, you know, called it disrespectful and didn't want to, you know, hear about it. But, but they got caught cheating, so there's always going to be that in the back of your mind, what's going on. 
Why they swinging the bat so great? It, it feels like they know what's coming and all that. So Correa, on one hand, I kind of get why he's, you know, don't want to hear it. But when you have a history, that's always going to be in the back of the minds of of people when things go right for the Astros and not feel like uh, you, you can just turn the page and act like it never happened again or it won't happen again. There's always that feel. So he could be defensive all he wants, but I think uh, teams have a right to question stuff. And it would be good, though, if they had a little evidence, but I do understand why a team could feel that way about the Astros. Number three. According to some reports, Yankees owner Hal Steinbrenner isn't going to blame Aaron Boone for the uh, team's latest playoff exit, and instead he's inclined to offer Boone a new contract. The Yankees have averaged 98 wins a year under Boone, but they just haven't been able to get to the World Series, get past the ALCS, which they've been to a couple times. So people are wondering, is it time for a change? On all honesty, it might be a change in a front office, and I just think that the Yankees should take a look. Maybe they're stale. Brian Cashman been there for 100 years, or at least it feels like that since the 90s. Maybe there needs to be a shakeup, definitely in the front office. And if you bring in a new front office person, they might want to bring in their own manager. But I think the Yankees' biggest problems are in the front office, not down on the field. So I think Hal Steinbrenner should think about that and try to figure out what it is that this franchise is missing and why they can't make it to the World Series. And they haven't been. Since 2009. That's a long time for the New York freaking Yankees, for real. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. All right, welcome into the podcast. Harold Reynolds, of course, a former Major League second baseman, two-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove winner, also was the American League stolen base leader one season, and now, of course, an MLB Network analyst. You can catch him uh, on MLB Tonight before and after every game. So, Harold, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Hey, Rod, my pleasure. Thank you. How you doing? All right? I'm pumped up because it's October baseball, and, of course, on Thursday, it's Game 5, the Dodgers at the Giants in San Francisco. Probably Harold Aways was supposed to be these two teams were the two best teams in baseball during the regular year. Who do you like in this Game 5 and why? Wow, Game 5s are hard to predict, man, but I like the Dodgers going in. Um, I felt like Webb dominated for the Giants last game. I think he might pitch well again, but Urias and the Dodger bullpen, I think, is a little bit deeper. So we get into a bullpen game. I can see this being a Dodger victory. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. And Logan Webb, who was outstanding uh, in in his first start in this series, and he's the youngest guy the Giants have ever put out there to, to pitch a deciding game like this, 24 years old. That's a lot of pressure for a young guy, isn't it, Harold? Well, it's a lot of pressure, but, you know, we keep saying this guy's the youngest that did this, youngest that did that. You know, whether it's Franco or whoever, the game is just younger. That's just when you're up against history, it's younger. So at 24, he's probably got a lot more age on some other guys already. You know, you you start thinking about it. So 
it's just a younger game that we play now. So, yeah, there's pressure, but I don't think his age has much to do with it at this point in time. By the time you're 24 and you've had several opportunities in pro baseball, I think, I think he's, he, he, he can handle it from an age standpoint. In this game five, I feel like the Dodgers have more to lose and the pressure's on the Dodgers. They have the star-studded lineup, the way bigger payroll, and they have the better team on paper where most people didn't even think the Giants were going to make the playoffs this year. Am I misguided, or is the Giants playing with house money, or is the pressure equally on both? No, you're dead on. I mean, it's all on the Dodgers. You know, they got the biggest payroll. They won the World Series last year. You trade for Scherzer and Trey Turner at the trade deadline. I mean, it's all on them. And I'm one of those experts that didn't think that the Giants were going to get out of spring training. You know what I mean? Yeah, you they, and everybody else. I know. I, they I, just put together an unbelievable season. So, yeah, the pressure's on the Dodgers. Go ahead. I cut you off. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, they weren't on my radar. I just did not think of them. I thought <laughs> the Padres would win the NL West, them and the Dodgers, and, of course, the Padres fell off. But they never gave in. I got to give the Giants a lot of credit. 107 wins. It's been magical. Well, they, they really um, had the leadership come around. You know, the top, the veteran players. I mean, you look at Buster Posey, Longoria, who homered the other day, Crawford had an all-star year. They're really missing Brandon Belt, and you can see that. It's almost a missing link in their lineup because their offense hasn't been quite as productive when you take him out with that injury. And then Johnny Cueto, those have been the guys that really galvanized that whole organization. And for Farhan Zaidi, when you're trying to put in a new philosophy and a new system and change things around, you got to have people buy in. And if the veteran guys who you're paying the most money to don't buy in, you're going to have problems. And they really bought in, and there was really a big change. So, I, you know, credit goes to them, plus the – some other guys really stepped up, but it was really, uh, really a good year for the for the for the for the Giants and that front office and the organization. No doubt about it. All right, our guest is Harold Reynolds, of course, the MLB Network analyst. Uh, you can catch him on MLB Tonight before and after every game. Harold, let's let's talk about the White Sox who a lot of people like, they kind of ran away with the Central, didn't play uh, any meaningful games for a long time because they were had such a huge lead. They get knocked out uh, of the postseason. Uh, what do you make of their season? And going forward, is Tony La Russa the right guy? Because uh, they brought him on thinking about his championship pedigree, and it didn't, uh, it didn't change things for the White Sox. Well, it, it didn't produce a World Series championship but it really made the organization a championship organization. I, I think Tony's the right guy. Uh, will he manage for another three or four years? I don't, I don't see that. But for what they needed, they had, were at a point where you, they had acquired and accumulated so much young talent, and they didn't know how to win. They just weren't able to get over that hump. And Tony really guided them. And I, I can just say this. In a simple conversation with or listening to Tim Anderson, I know Tim real well, but I wasn't talking to him about this, but I was watching his interviews, and he kept continually talking about competing, and they're going to compete. And I knew that was straight out of the mouth of Tony La Russa. And who sat down 
after him in the press conference with Tony LaRusso, they said, what do you like about your team? I like how they compete. And so when you got that from the top down and that message permeates with your star players, you've made a difference. And, yes, they fell short. I think they, they, they had some pitching and they had a few things not go right at the end. They had some injuries. But I, I think overall this organization uh, is one of the tops in baseball. And they're going to they're gonna contend for a while now. But Tony's the right guy for the moment, for the time. It may not be past another year or so. But for now, he was the right fit. Let's give the Atlanta Braves some love because they they are amazing to me. Uh, everybody was picking the Mets or, or the Phillies in the NL East, and they lost their best player, Ronald Acuna, and they still not only won the division, they're moving on to the uh, NL, NLCS. What do you make of the Braves and, and the makeup of that team? I love the Braves. I think the Braves are really the last standing pillar of a throwback, in a sense. They mix the analytic stuff, but the general manager understands and respects there's a game being played, and I need baseball people in it. You look at that coaching staff from Snicker, who's been in the organization some 40 years, but he's got Ron Washington coaching third. Walt Weiss, former mm. uh, American League Rookie of the Year and played with all those game teams in, in Oakland. Uh, one of his coaches, and he had Kevin Satcher, his hitting coach, who was a batting champion, who says you got to use the whole field. So if you look at their team and how they play and perform, it is old school mixed with the new stuff, but they value putting the ball in play. They value having solid uh, ABs, using the whole field, all those things. And they value those men that I mentioned, their input. The numbers might say this, but what do you think? And I think that's so important. You have to blend them. You can't sit there and continue to think that numbers are just going to give you the answer. And the last point on that real quick, Rod, how I've looked at numbers and what I think is changing is the sabermetrics had a huge run and a huge impact on the game. Everybody chased it, ran after it. But what we're starting to see, and I hope people are understanding, it's just an identifier. It tells you what the problem is, okay? But somebody got to be able to give you the answers. It's easy to tell somebody your nose is running, but somebody's got to give you a napkin to tell you how to use it. <laughs> and I think that's what's happening with sabermetrics. It's easy to say, man, you're not hitting the ball the other way. You're chasing the ball out of your strike zone. Yeah, but how do I fix it? How do I fix my swing? How do I do those things? So that's where the experience of a baseball person comes in i think we're starting to get that blend back fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you and when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. 
and catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's shift over to the Houston Astros. Here it is. It's October, fifth year in a row. They're in the ALCS uh, for the franchise, which is incredible considering what they've been through the last couple, but let's say this. Should fans root for the Astros or is it still too soon after their cheating, you know, sign cheating scandal? Well, it's not going away. It's going to follow them. Even the players are talking about it. So I think, you know, it depends on the fan. But I will point this out. They got some serious ball players. I mean, these guys ball and you can say the sign-stealing thing, that's, that's not happening anymore. But if you watch what they're doing and how they play the game, they continually put pressure on you. They steal bags. They run. They feel. They hit with power. They, they, they are really good, and they're solid from one through nine. This isn't two or three guys going to carry you. It's the whole team. So um, I love what they're doing. I, I, the players are solid. I like how they stood up to things. But – yeah, you're going to boo them. Uh, you know, right. People are going to hold it against them, but they got to continue to do their thing. 
All right, last thing, Harold, of course, Dusty Baker is the manager, and uh, Dusty's the first manager in baseball history to take five different teams uh, to win a division title, and he's been in the playoffs uh, so many times now. But he has one thing he hasn't done, and he's been a part of uh, baseball magical moments in history, The the starting the high five with Glenn Burke when he's with the Dodgers. He was on <laughs> deck when Hank Aaron hit that home run, 715. He was on the Braves then. But he hasn't won a World Series. And he was with the Cubs, Steve, with the Steve Bartman. He was in San Francisco when Barry Bonds was in his prime. That's you know, like talk about Forrest Gump, man. He's I everywhere. Mean, it's, it's unbelievable how much he has. But does he need to win a World Series to be a Hall of Fame manager? Is that still the one thing he doesn't have that he needs, or has he done enough already? He's done enough already. Just all the things you listed. Look, I'm sorry, Dan Marino, did he win a Super Bowl? I mean, he did not. We're the, he didn't. O- we're the only sport that sits here and goes, you got to win a World Series. Uh, all I know is Ernie Banks never even played in the playoffs. Right. But you look at what this guy has done. We talk about Gene Mock being one of the greatest managers in the history of the game. You know, he didn't win a World Series. It's hard to win, and it's hard to do. But not to be a winner is not hard to be. Dusty's got 90 wins a year he takes clubs to. And all you got to do right now to validate who he is and what he's about is look at this Houston team. We just spent five minutes talking about the scandal. Well, Dusty wasn't there. He inherited that mess, and yet he took those guys to the brink last year and he's got them back in the playoffs now. And that was a hard thing to deal with. I, I can't even imagine the conversations he had with players. Altuve was so shook up last year, he couldn't throw a ball first base. Right. right. And, and so this year, the All-Star game comes around. Rod, the All-Star game, okay? They got four or five players picked to go to the All-Star game which shouldn't be surprising because they put up numbers and they're some of the best in baseball. They refuse to go because they don't want to get booed in Denver. Yep. Okay? So he has to deal with that of putting their minds together to get them on the field to perform. I, it, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling why Dusty Baker is not looked at as one of the greatest managers in the history of this sport, and he should be having a plaque in Cooperstown. No doubt about it. I think he's put in the work. He's done so much. He set himself apart from a lot of manager stuff we just talked about. But uh, his name, Harold Reynolds, the former second baseman, and, of course, the uh, MLB Network analyst. You can watch him every uh, after on MLB Tonight after every game and before every game. So, Harold, we appreciate your insight, man. Always a pleasure. My man, enjoy the uh, rest of the playoffs. Yeah, you too. It's a great time. I love October baseball. Thank you, man. You're Mr. October, Rob. You are. <laughs> no, I wish I was. I love <laughs> October. That's Reggie Jackson's title. I wish I was. Thanks a lot, Harold. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon. When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. Let's welcome into the podcast. He is the managing editor of MLBBro.com, J.R. Gamble. J.R., welcome to the podcast, buddy. How you doing, Rob? Thanks for having me again at a great MLB playoff time. No doubt. We love October. Let's get to it. 
Uh, game five, Thursday night, uh, Dodgers at the Giants in San Francisco. Uh, Urias and Webb on the mound. For San Francisco, Webb at 24 will be the youngest pitcher the Giants have ever put out there in a deciding game like this. At 24, he pitched a gem in game one. Uh, who do you like in this series? Oh Well, I picked the Giants in Houston for my World Series final, so I have to go with the Giants. Everything's pretty much going according to plan. Um, the Dodgers got back into this series. Um, the Giants got out to a quick start. I don't think if I could predict who would win, then I'd be rich. You know, I'd make millions of dollars because a game like this, the first time they're meeting, I believe, in the postseason, um, a, good, a rivalry. We were talking about, you know, rivalries early in the season. This has become now one of the best rivalries because both teams are relevant. But I just feel like in situations like this, the Giants always find a way. When the Giants get on the brink of a world championship or have a chance to go to a world championship, they always go, right? They're either in it or they're not. So, And this is a team that historically, when they get to these points, they always win. So not so much the same for the Dodgers, you know, who had their World Series mishap before they were able to get the 60-game World Series win. So I just like history tells me that San Francisco's going to find a way. And don't be surprised if late-night Lamont Wade plays a part in that. Now, you're into 120 games this year. This is like his, you know, defining moment. Of, you know, he would put a bow on his entire season if he could come in here and uh, after winning 12, 20 games, propel his team into the World Series. Wow. I know the Dodgers have the talent. I know Mookie Betts can do something amazing. He's been heating up. You saw last night he had the big home run. But something tells me it's a San Francisco Giants kind of year, and only because of what the past. When they get to this point, Rob, they don't lose. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, I mean, they've won. When they had that stretch and won those three World Series, it was pretty impressive. They were amazing. Uh, you mentioned Mookie Betts who's had like a sketchy season. He's been injured a lot for the Dodgers, but you know how important he is. And the Dodgers made a big-time commitment when they signed him to like a 13-year contract uh, before last year. And, uh, you know, he got the big two-run home run on Tuesday night. How important is he for that lineup, especially without Max Muncy for the Dodgers? Well, a healthy Mookie is, um, is, is everything to that line. But Mookie being unhealthy is what caused the Dodgers to actually have to play a wild card game because I believe he was healthy throughout the entire season. They might have won 111, 112 games. He makes that much of a difference in their lineup. They lose a lot when they don't have him. They lose athleticism. They lose a hitter who sprays the ball to all, all parts of the field. They defensively, of course, they lose probably the best right fielder in the game. So Mookie Betts tends to show up in situations like this. We don't know who the hero will be. What we do know is that the game will be close. It'll be very competitive. It will be a, probably be a pitcher's duel for a majority of the game, and it'll be one play, one stolen base, one wild pitch, one swing of the bat determines it, and Mookie Betts can very well be the guy to do it. They can also win if he goes 0 for 5, but 
it's more likely that they'll win. If Mookie Best sets the tone, has a couple of hits, plays well. Because, yes, it all starts with the two-time world champion. Let's talk about the Atlanta Braves and give them uh, some much-needed attention because they eliminated the Milwaukee uh, Milwaukee Brewers and they're going to their second straight NLCS. And Freddie Freeman is is some ball player because Mm. he won it by hitting a home run off of Josh Hader. And, And think about this. Hader is as good as it gets. And yep. he, I think that was the first home run he gave up to a left-handed hitter uh, this season. I mean, that is incredible. And to put your team into the next round by doing it, uh, Freddie Freeman is some some kind of ball player, isn't he? Yeah, 2020 National League MVP. Now we're seeing that it wasn't a fluke. His MVP wasn't a fluke 60-game MVP. This guy has developed into a legit rising star, legit top. 10 hitter in baseball. And when you have that combined with all this young talent, remember Ronald is playing, so it'll be so scary to see the Braves over the next two, three years. But similar to the Astros, who um, Sports Illustrated predicted, I think back in uh, 2000, what, 15, 16, they would win the World Series in the next couple of years, and they didn't, we didn't really expect them to um, lock them so quickly. The Braves are ahead of schedule as well. I think no one expected them to get this far this fast. We knew they were putting together a great team with Alvis and um, um, Danby Swanson and Freddie Freeman and, you know, just a, Austin Riley, a great lineup, young players um, and some key veterans. And the, the arms, the arms, they've always had that and they have more coming in the farm system. So the Braves are on the cusp with something Big, but not just this year, something lasting. You know, a lot of these other teams are built on, on older guys. You know, the contracts are expiring coming up. But, the you know, the Braves have a young nucleus. Right? They're going to be together for a long time. Then you have Acuna coming back. I think they're very scary for the future. And they have as good a chance as anybody as winning. They got great arms. You know, it'll, it'll all come down to the bullpen, as you know, at the end of the day. And um, their bullpen has been definitely holding and getting the job done. Let me say this real quick to just finish up on the Josh Hader and how big of a home run that was for Freddie Freeman. Hader, of course, is one of the most dominant relievers of this generation. You ready? Jr. He had he had never allowed a postseason home run, hadn't allowed a run of any kind since July 28th, had only allowed seven home runs to left-handed batters during his during his regular season career and none since September 12, 2020. That's how uh, infrequently he gives up the long ball and especially to a left-handed hitter. So that was incredible. Our guest it, it, is... Yeah, one time. It does make you wonder if Gavin Williams was available, how Craig Council would have used the bullpen. They say it doesn't make a difference because you have Hader who's been unhittable, but Devin Williams has also been unhittable. And to be able to use those guys and the way they contrast each other with the 100 mile an hour with the changeup, it's a completely different dynamic that no one is really talking about. And it might have changed everything, as well as how how Council had to use Hader, but he did have success against the lefties, so he might have used them anyway. But I just think about that with Devin Williams. But thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. 
His name is J.R. Gamble. He is the managing editor of MLBBro.com. Check out the site, J.R., man. We appreciate the knowledge. Thank you. I appreciate you. Good luck. Great show. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Kerry Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-course, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.